everybody, welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. I'm your pal Val. With me is the amazing Jason. Jason, how are you? I am doing well, as always. And then the man, the myth, the legend, PSA Hall of Famer, Logan, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm eating taters. Awesome. This is episode <laughs> 110 of NASCAR Radio, where trading cards and racing meet. Would like to thank our sponsor, Panini America. We have a great show for everybody today. We're going to do a race recap of the truck race, cup race. Everybody else was off, but this is going to be a busy weekend, so we'll let you know what's coming up. We're going to talk about the new releases that are coming up with Tops and Panini, new products. There's some interesting golden auctions I think we, we should talk about. And NASCAR looks like is working on a, a docu-series, so we'll talk about that briefly, maybe the impact to trading cards for that, and then we'll round out the show with King's Court. But before we get started, I think we should talk about Joey Logano, who uh, actually dropped not too far, not too much before we started the show, so, which I think everybody's going to want to check out and, and take what he has to say. All right, people, if you like giveaways, we got a wicked giveaway for you. Panini sent me a box full of trading cards. Check these things out. We got a boatload of them. They said do whatever you want with them. So we decided to give them away to you guys. So we're going to pick 10 winners from Twitter, 10 winners from Instagram, 10 winners from Facebook. All you got to do is comment the 22 and 22. Hashtag the 22 and 22. And we're going to be giving this out. Look at this, a whole bunch of packs. Look at this. Let's open one up for the heck of it. Clint Boyer, Ross Chastain, Harry Gant, that's a cool one, and Cole Custer. Wait a minute. Got one. Look at that guy. There's a whole bunch of these. This can be you. Who knows what you're going to get? Well, <laughs> good say it. <laughs> We know where the yellow pack or yellow cards went. <laughs> yeah, for those who don't remember, when uh, we were at Atlantic City, we talked to the guys at Panini, and they had mentioned that when the printer was printing Dunruss and working on the lime green, that they got some of the color numbers off, and they got a yellow version, so that they had packed up or saved. They didn't throw them away, so they didn't know what they were going to do with it, but it looks like they sent them to Joey Logano. Yeah, they got those Pantone numbers reversed, and it went from the lime green to yellow. So these cards could be tough. I was thinking the same thing. I don't know what the numbering is. I imagine they're going to be the same number numbering scheme. So, uh, so yeah. So you know, everybody, everybody, go out and follow Joey on the Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So, <clears throat> so from my experience, those sleeves that it looked like the packs were in, in the box can hold 200 or so packs. Cause those are the similar sleeves to the, um, the national packs, right? Like the, the redemptions and stuff like that. The silver packs order, if you want to call them. And I think they're too high. Like they're stacked. Right. So if, we'll just say the numbers are somewhat accurate. That's roughly 600 packs times four cards, 2,400 cards. If he's only given 10, 10, and 10 on three social media outlets, 
does that mean 30 people are splitting 600 packs? I don't know. Because yep. even so, if that's the case, they're super... I, I hope they're numbered. But if that's the case, 600 packs of four, that's pretty pretty rare. I have to uh, put a note into our contacts at Panini and find out about that. Is it just the optic or... Because uh, I think that's a 100, 190 card set, so... I'm going to bet it was just the optic. I bet they started printing them and they thought, whoa, whoa, time out. Houston, we have a problem. And they stopped making them at that point. So, I mean, I'd much, much rather them be the optic than be the regular base cards anyway. So if they're going to mess up, at least they messed up good. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, that that's uh, pretty cool. So I uh, wanted to make sure everybody got to see that right off the bat. So, But let's uh, continue on. Race the race recap. We had the Camping World Truck Series race that was race number 18, and that was at Richmond Raceway. Chandler Smith was our winner. Highest finishing rookie was Jack Wood at position 23. And we talked about Chandler Smith a few times this year. They are in the playoffs, so he's basically getting uh, moving to the next round with, with that win there. But his rookie cards really weren't that long ago. In 2021 Dunruss, he only has signature series autographs, no base cards. But then he is in 2021 Panini Chronicles, and it's kind of everywhere in there. He's in the base Chronicles set with the different parallels, also with Chronicles autographs. Obsidian, no autographs there. Score with score autographs, select. Select autographs and then Spectra. He's also in 2021 National Treasures, which is quite interesting. Card number 117, which is an autograph version numbered to 25. There's also a few different versions of that with the hollow silver, gold, green, and hollow platinum blue. So that's pretty interesting. That might be a, a tough one to get if he moves up to Xfinity and Cup. So, and yeah. then also, good. I was going to say, yeah, I'm sure he's going to be moving up to Xfinity maybe as soon as next year. And then he has a base card in 2021 Panini Prism card number 30. And as we talked about before, there's a whole bunch of parallels in that. And then signing sessions, I'm only showing pink Prism autographed to 50. So curious to see where the other ones are there. So unless my cheat sheet's off. So yeah, that, that race was pretty boring they didn't have i think they only had one one real caution the other cautions were just the stage breaks so it, it wasn't it wasn't much of a race it, it was weird for uh you know it being a truck race on a short track you would think there would be more beating and banging and more action but it like i said it was, it was just a weird race and you know Haley deegan she finished uh i think she finished what 27th or something like that yeah, so she didn't have a great night. Now, I don't know if it happened before this race or it's going to go on now. Is that they're changing crew chiefs with her, I believe. Oh, they are? I believe that's what I remember reading. So, And I like the graphic there. Did you know that Chandler Smith has 76 total cards, including parallels, according to the trading card database? That's cool. And then Jack Wood, he does not have any trading cards yet. And is with uh, GMS Racing. Next race, uh, four only four races left till Phoenix, which if you believe. So that's race 19, and that's going to be at Kansas Speedway. 
Kansas Lottery 200. And that's going to be September 9th. That's right. You heard that September 9th at 730. And the stage for Kansas Speedway is going to be 30, end of lap 60, and end of lap 134. So uh, they get to take a big break here till the next truck race. I got all kinds of action going on here. My phone, all, all kinds <laughs> of stuff going on tonight. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the truck race, like I said, it was just, it was ho-hum. I'm, I'm, I think the next race will be a lot better. I agree with that. Moving over to the Xfinity series. They were off their next race, race number 22, five more before they even start the playoffs. And that's going to be, the Xfinity, Xfinity Series race at Watkins Glen, and that's Watkins Glen International. So that's Saturday, August 20th at 3 p.m. Stages for Watkins Glen is the end of lap 20, end of lap 40, and end of lap 82. Over <laughs> in the Cup Series, that was race number 24, and that was the 65th annual Federated Auto Parts 400. That was Sunday, August 14th. At Richmond Raceway, Kevin Harvick was our winner. Highest finishing rookie was Austin Sendrick at position 12, which is pretty interesting because he had gone Kevin Harvick 60-something races without winning, and now he wins back-to-back. You want to see it? Did you know? Wait for this one, bad boy. Kevin Harvick has 6,704 <laughs> total cards, including parallels, according to the trading card database. So, uh, yeah, he's been around a while, and we <clears> talked <throat> about him last week with his rookie cards being in 1999. I don't know if you guys do it, but I usually, when we talk about drivers or whatever, uh, even in the other sports, it's like, oh yeah, the rookie cards are this year. And so I have an idea of like, you know, how long they've been racing. So he's, I think he is the oldest one that I can think of. Kurt Busch is in 2000. So but yeah, so Kevin Harvick, 1999 press pass, card number 76. And what's awesome is he's got a skid marks parallel number to 175. So <laughs> he's been around long skid enough. To, yeah, he's been around long enough that he's got a skid marks parallel rookie card. So and then he's also on wheels card number 88. And then there's a gold golden version of that number to 50. And solos is only uh per round of two. So but that's yeah. pretty interesting. Now he's tied with Kyle Bush, I think, at 60 wins now. So those guys yep. are going back and forth. Yeah, they've each got 60 wins. Um, you know, all the announcers and everybody's thinking, oh, now that Kevin Harvick has won two in a row, he's going to win the championship. It's like, I don't know about that. You know, it, you, know how, you know how people are, how these commentators are. They Somebody gets on a roll and they think somebody's going to just take it all. But who knows? He might, you know. He's he's he is peaking at the right time, right? There's two more races before the playoffs. He's definitely jumped up into the playoff standings with those two. Now it's a matter of can they keep that momentum? I know it's a good story, but either they've come together at the right time or they're they've got something that nobody else has figured out yet. But when I saw it or not, you know, watching that and hearing that, I was like, man, two in a row. That's pretty incredible considering like i said the hiatus he'd been on for his last win so well you know, with that being said do you think we're going to get 16 winners i think we're going to get 17 winners we got two races left for the playoffs so 
we could get we can conceivably easily you know with these two races get a, a, a 16th winner because i consider both these races wild card races yeah Watkins glenn you know anything can happen in one of those turns and take out a few front runners so but also our highest finishing rookie was austin cendrick and his rookies are in 2018 with Dunruss and the Phenoms insert set with the three different parallels or two versions, the base and then two parallels. Easy for me to say. The 2018 Panini certified with the parallels, like the orange, red, blue, gold, purple, red, I mean, green and black. And then there's the mirror, gold, purple, green, and black. He's also in 2018 Panini Prism with scripted signatures and the parallels for that. And then 2018 Panini Victory Lane, Card number 33, base card with the different parallels and signatures in Victory Lane. So I always forget about, you know, Victory Lane because these other ones, well, even certified, you know, they're kind of defunct. So maybe we'll get them in Chronicles. Maybe. Uh, And you called it. There are two more races before the playoffs. Next race, number 25, Watkins Glen International, the goal bowling at the Glen, Sunday, August 21st at 3 p.m. Stages are end of lap 20, end of lap 40, and end of lap 90. Moving over to the IndyCar series, they were off, but they are racing this weekend. Race number 15, there's three races left in 2022. That's at Worldwide Technology Raceway, and that's August 20th at 6 p.m. It's a little bit of night race there. Yeah, the, their season is really, really short. They, they just don't have a whole lot of races. Uh. I'd like to see a lot more love for IndyCar. Oh, yeah, me too. And I think there are going to be some breaks here between these last three. So mm-hmm. speaking of on a break, moving over to F1, they are still on a break. We're going to get the the Belgian Grand Prix Sunday, August 28th. So we got another week or two before that. Yeah, you know, they're taking a month off, literally, between four weeks off between races. So, I guess they get their their summer break. I guess Lewis Hamilton's got to go out there and go to whatever, where, whatever cool place he's going to go with his yacht or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it'd be uh, awesome. At least we get a little more racing than last weekend. And then uh, IndyCar, I mean, F1 will be back as well, so. Hey, did you see there was a picture of Toto Wolf and I guess it was his wife or girlfriend or what whoever she is. Uh, they were on a boat and it's like they're out, they're just out on vacation and everything, but he had one of his crew shirts on it had all the all the logos and the Mercedes and you know all the different things on it and somebody commented like, "Dude, you're on vacation. Why would you wear your I mean wouldn't be wearing my crew shirt out on vacation." <laughs> That's like you going out to wherever and you're wearing your NASCAR radio stuff, right? Hmm, hold on, like, wait a minute. I think I do that. <laughs> you do that on at the beach? <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll do that at the beach next time I go. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, just kind of an update on Chronicles. They're I believe they're still on track for next week. That's exciting. So we should be looking for a checklist here in the next any day, I guess. Yeah. And then we found out that 2022 Tops F1 flagship, which was slated for September, looks like it's going to be pushed into October. So you heard that here first. 
Next on our list, I guess you would say, is the, we'll go to the golden auction. So you see that this formula card has popped up out of 2005. So that kind of predates anything that we know for Lewis Hamilton, to my knowledge, which is when he was at F3, which is really pretty cool. Yep. Uh, it's, a, it's a six, but I think it's the only only one that I think is a pop of one. So, and its current bid is at twelve thousand right now. With it's like just over just under three days left. So I guess by the time the podcast drops, it'll be closer, but not finished yet. And then also we you know, have seen a lot of these, not a lot, a few of these cards come up. And I believe we had we'd seen one at at least two hundred thousand, and, and I thought there was one higher, right? Of uh, like four hundred or five hundred thousand. Yeah, there was one close to half a million at one point. Yeah, so it's interesting that these two are graded authentic and not graded. Uh, this one here, and that's at only two thousand one hundred. Again, with the same amount of time left. And then this other one here at $2,300, also graded authentic. So I'll be curious. We'll bring the results of these next week. So, Hey, hey, go back to that first one. You got it. Yeah, go back to the first one. All right, zoom in. Look, look at the very top. Look how much space there is between the card and the actual holder. Yes, I see that. Okay. All right, then, then go to the next one. Looky there. Uh, you are right, sir. So, well, uh, I think I know why one of them's authentic. Well, yeah, this one's authentic as, like I said, as well. But so I guess it's kind of deceiving. On the bottom, there's a gap, no gap on top, and then on the right hand side, it looks like there's a gap, and then no gap on the bottom. So let me go back. It's still not as significant on the second one as it was on the first one. Yeah. But I see what you're saying. So that's that's like riding right down in that holder and that but whoever scanned it should have probably paid attention to some of that but it's got a touch there on that top left corner yeah it does besides uh, the fact that it could be a little micro millimeter off or something but yeah it's it's that that one's definitely uh cut thinner or you, you know what i mean it's it's not as wide as the other one or tall i guess if you look at it from that that perspective and what's interesting is some of these other ones here with zero bids. This is a 2020 gold PSA 7 at 1,000 with no bids. This other one here at 1,000, no bids. This one has five bids and has at 200. And then you, I see this um, Sapphire edition, PSA 9. Now, remember, those boxes are about $3,000 or more a box. You don't get a complete set from a box. So, I mean, if this goes for less than three, I think this is a steal. If that makes any sense. Because, yeah, you know, unless you're looking for those parallels. But, and it's only at $125 with two bids. I might need to bid, bid on that. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I don't know. But I wanted to, like I said, see, I saw this. And here here you go. Here's the three three of these sealed boxes. For six thousand seven hundred fifty dollars with twenty-eight bids, so that's got a lot of activity. Yeah, people want to scratch that itch. That uh, yep, they are. 
Uh, yeah, so it surprised me that some of these just have no bids at all. Well, you know, we are kind of in a recession, but you know, the you know the the collectors that are collecting these cards, I think, have some uh, pretty you know some pretty deep pockets, so they can you know they can buy these cards if they want. Maybe maybe right now the the market is just down. I don't know. I think this one here is only numbered out of twenty five. It's it's boy, it's it's way off center though. It's a nine. Yeah, left it's off right. center. Uh, a little right top to, yeah, left to right, top to bottom a little bit, but mm -hmm. again, it's a nine, pop three, and three fifty. So there's a that's a twenty twenty one. So going back to those uh Futera cards up there at the top, do you guys think that the people that spent those six figures on those cards are regretting that decision at this point. Now that this 2005 card has come out, because that was a lot of money. And even though these cards are authentic, you know, there's, they still, even, you know, I think that PSA nine was what almost half a million. I mean, even I, authentic should be a five figure card it, it, based on that. I mean, just the fact that they graded it authentic automatically means that that, six is no longer a rookie you know so great or not there's still a rookie card that predates what we originally thought the real rookie card was so yep. yeah I'd be, I'd be pretty perturbed for sure i don't know it's just weird how within a year we've i guess discovered i don't know if that's the right word or not but discovered cards of somebody and then we discover one that's earlier so it makes me wonder like how far back these things go because we thought 06 was the farthest so you're right and of course you know these all are different releases now this was in that i think it was a czech magazine that had those cards and they were perforated like you can see around the edge uh in the centers of the cards so it's really cool you know, discovery, but to your point, you know, everybody jumped on it so quick and it's very reminiscent of the NASCAR craze in the early or late eighties, early nineties. And everybody was just clamoring for whatever they can get until just to have something. And, and until it was, you know, really documented, you know, baseball has all these, all these years. And we had all those years in the early years where there were getting cards and cataloging them and everything else. And that really hasn't been done for F1, right? As, as Logan can contest, you know, it wasn't hot until it was. And people didn't really pay it any attention. And Beckett cataloged some of it, but that wasn't their primary, you know, concern. If you look in a Beckett, NASCAR is the majority of it. And then there's a little bit for IndyCar and a little bit for F1, maybe some right. older stuff as well. So... And since this is actually a European issue, not a U.S. issue, they kind of just snuck in there. Well, here, here's the thing. The, these Formula One cards, you know, Formula One is a global sport. Therefore, you're going to have global manufacturing of cards. So it's not like what we had with NASCAR, where it was all just here in the United States. So now you've got a global market. You've had all these, you know, one-off things that have been produced for magazines or God knows what they've been produced for. And they're still, they're still being discovered and they're still coming out of the woodwork. It's kind of like soccer is going through that same thing right now too. You know, that they're having a lot of cards that they had no idea even existed. Now that the soccer craze has hit, 
that now they're just they're just starting to come out of you know every country's got different cards of Pele and whoever. So it's the same thing here. I mean, who knows? We may find another card that's even older than this. I don't remember yeah. exactly when he started racing in, in the Formula Series, but you know, he could. It, this may not be it either, for all we know, because they're still finding things, uh, you know, in, in the global market. It makes it exciting. It does make it exciting. You know, I think you could make the argument that whatever the price of the 06 one was, the 05 should be fairly relevant. But at the same time, I think you could make the other argument of, well, yeah, that price could be reasonable and comparable. But at the same time, what if we discover an 04? So I think this one that's for sale in this auction is 2005. I don't think it's going to touch what we thought or what the 06 one was just because I think there's going to be that hesitation that something else could pop up again, you know, six months down the road. Yeah. So I think that other one went for 200,000. I don't know if it was a nine, maybe it was a nine. So I guess what I'm saying, I want to know is like, if this goes for less than 50 or a hundred thousand, that is this, a, is that a bargain? Is that, or it's hard to say. I'm asking your uh, your opinion. Okay, <laughs> and you can't get it wrong. That's the best part. Yeah, I can't. I can't get it. Wrong. My opinion is, I agree with Jason. It's it's probably go, it's not going to go as much as the 2006 Futura card, but it's probably going to go up. It it may hit six figures, maybe. I I don't know. Um, but it's like what Jason said. Proceed with caution. You know, because yeah. you know, who knows what else is out there? We don't know. It's a long way from six figures, and I don't think anything that's this new is a bargain at $50,000. No. One thing I was going to say is, you know, we don't know kind of what's out there, but like Panini stickers, right? They've made F1 stickers over the years, and I don't know of any place that those are cataloged. Or even the soccer is catalogs that we can look at and, you know, search for whatever drivers and stuff. So I know we know of some because we see them on eBay or go over to the European eBay sites to look stuff up. But it's very interesting and uh, we'll we'll bring you the results next next show. But it'd be nice, you know, the person who, you know, who found these and you know, pull these out and then had to get them because we know that PSA just doesn't authenticate anything, right? They, you need some research and they had to contact them and uh, make sure that they're legit issues. So I yeah. wonder, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, maybe it is out there, but I wonder why with a card like the future, the 2006, that went for as much as it did. And then this one coming out that is technically a year earlier where's the story like where's the great lewis hamilton find like where's the story of how this was discovered in so-and-so's basement or from the printer manager's house or you know like i i don't i feel like these cards just show up in slabs sometimes and there's no backstory to it and it's like it makes me wonder in six months is there going to be an 04 that somebody was just sitting on well, I think this is from the same gentleman who had the pictures of the magazines and the years on the Facebook group 
and then he had some auctions on eBay, and he also had some of that same information out there. Uh, I picked up like an 06 Danica that he had that one of these. So, so need, go, go to the back of that card again. The, does it say that it's officially licensed? Because that's always a big thing with PSA is it has to be officially licensed. It's kind of hard to tell. I don't know if you can see if you can you zoom in on it with the zoom tool. Yes. I, I have no idea what that. Uh, <laughs> what yeah. That uh, photo something. Well, wasn't that the issue with the star basketball cards because they weren't licensed? It, I can't remember which company it was, but they wouldn't grade them for the longest time. So these came out of that formula magazine. So they're legit. And he had pictures of the magazine, magazine covers, and the insert, and how I think they were like, like two across and three down or whatever. And then there was another sheet that was in there stapled, and then another set. And you can see they're numbered in number series. And he actually put those out to Trading Card Database. So if you go out to the Trading Card Database, you will see the numbering scheme and who is what, who is who, or what number there. I'm sorry. It'd be interesting. I haven't, I haven't looked. Maybe Jason can look. Go, go to Beckett and see if these are in Beckett, because I do know that PSA has to have two sources uh, of, you know, to make, make it, make these cards legitimate, you know, like, like in Beckett or trading card database or some place like that in order to grade these. Now, who knows? You know, I know there's a lot of people clamoring for these F1 cards. You know, maybe, they, maybe did they make an exception for this? I don't know. I would think not. I mean, they're they, they try to hold to a high standard. So, I'm like I said, I'm not sure if these are on Beckett or if they're on, you know, the trading card database or, you know, who knows. 2005 is not on Beckett. Um, yeah. Second, looking at six. One thing I'm was interested to see is that I haven't really seen any advertisement advertisement for these, so I don't mm -hmm. know if these are flying under the radar. Then the other ones were Ken, you know, taking some time off from flying around with those triple logo men. <laughs> so, I'll, find out, I'll find out from PSA more about this. Okay, the earliest. Um... Lewis Hamilton card listed on Beckett is 2009 Trump's and 2009 Sports Illustrated for Kids. So they don't even list the 06. Okay. And there were at least two of those, correct? I think at least four that I've okay. seen. And a signed version, yeah. Somebody in one of the Facebook Facebook groups showed that. Yeah, somebody, yeah. Which was pretty epic. <laughs> it is epic. And it's an older signature, too, so. Yep. It's not his little scribble that he has now. So we'll bring you the end, the results of the auction uh, next week. Yeah. And then one other item I wanted to show was that NASCAR is working on a docu-series. And uh, we'll play that for you and then get you guys' thoughts on how, how you like the preview for this and if you think maybe it will affect cards or not or or bring more folks to nascar and to strap in and get them going everyone's excited oh, yeah, boy. 
NASCAR drivers are some of the best race car drivers in the world. This is what everybody came to see. That's the goal, right? This is the big trophy at the end of the day. I just want to win. We've all got those couple of crazy friends that do crazy things. Well, this is 40 of us. When I think about gladiators, NASCAR drivers are very much in that vein. I want to be the one that steals the show. Be a husband, be a father, be a race car driver. <laughs> and when you're in the car and you don't think about, like, ooh, I can get hurt, I got life insurance policy for that, and it's up to date. Oh. <laughs> Even when you don't win, I try not to have many bad days. It's time to meet your brother. It is nice disconnecting from all the rest of the mess. You like being an owner and not just a driver? You like, you like being both? We can win a championship with everybody in this room, the equipment in this building. It takes everything that you have, mentally, physically. I wanted to, like, try it, man. And we're down. The guy tried to wreck me down the back stretch. Race with somebody wheel to wheel, it's inevitable to piss somebody off. You guys. They're at it again. All the way to the inside. Our livelihoods are made by beating that guy. Sometimes I feel like people are better when they're pissed off. Death is my biggest fear. Troubles her too. Oh, push it upside down. Racing scares the crap out of me. So this looks like NASCAR's answer, or try to answer, the Formula One Drive to Survive series on Netflix. So, mm-hmm. It's going to be a 10-part series from what I saw. So we talked last week about my wife watching the Dylan's show that's on USA, where that stuff might not get you to the actual race, broadcast but it at least gets you to know names and pay attention and all that stuff so i think these shows are always positive whether or not it translates into people buying more cards or you know whatever you know yet to be seen but i think these are always positive i don't see the negatives in this at all i i would agree with that um one thing though that i'm thinking about is you know netflix is a streaming service whereas this is on a more or less a cable network channel USA. So I don't know that it's going to get the same kind of viewing that the formula one series got. It might, I don't know. I think it's going to be good for NASCAR. It's going to show a side of the drivers that people don't normally see, which I think is good. It's like what you were talking about, Jason, you know, more, more personal thing as well. I, I, I can't think of anything negative. The only thing I can think of is, that 
it was, you know, the Formula One cards came out around the same time that the Drive to Survive started, which really, those two things clashed and it just exploded. Whereas, you know, we've already had our explosion uh, of cards back in 1988 through the early 90s. And you also have to think that these Formula One cards that came out the tops chrome, a lot of them were like the 88 Max. They were all of the rookies and things. So that 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 really helped. Whereas, you know, our, our, our cards coming out right now don't have that per se. So, you know, that's just a few of the things I thought of. It would be nice to see, because we talk all the time about Panini's lack of push for the NASCAR cards. It would be nice to see, you know, the way that we do some overlays on the screen. It would be nice to see them do some overlays during these episodes of Panini NASCAR trading cards available, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, let's see some kind of splurge on some marketing funds and, uh, yep, exactly. And see if it does anything. You don't have to do it every episode. You don't have to do it for the whole episode. But even if it pops up twice for 10 seconds, it's something. I mean, it obviously works because channels like USA use it to broad or to not broadcast, but to advertise their own programming. So, I mean, it obviously works to some degree. It would be nice to see something like that, but uh, it might be too short of notice to even get that started now. I'm hoping to see at least some video from pit lane or pre-race where drivers are signing cards and signing hats and signing die casts and stuff to kind of show viewers you know that's out there because you know i've said it before i've been at the nascar hall of fame and had some cards to get signed and folks were like didn't know they made cards or even mike joy when i talked to him who has a card he was in like the 91 tracks and i was talking to him about you know panini making cards and he didn't know anybody made cards anymore uh, at that point which was i guess it was 2018 or something like that so I'm hoping there will be some of those visuals in that docuseries. So I'm excited for it. It's going to, it looks like, be the season and the championship run kind of documented. So it's always nice, too, to see behind the scenes. There used to be a show called NASCAR Drivers. That's kind of one of the things that got me hooked. It was all kind of pre-behind the scenes. It was more, more of like Monday through Friday for the drivers and this was like in the late 90s i think early 2000s the, the show was on so nascar was drivers 360 i think it was yeah it was it was nascar it's nascar driver yeah nascar drivers 360 i think is what it was see it got you so maybe it sure did same thing for other people All right so and i believe some of that might those episodes might actually be out on youtube so well which good Oh, well, what I was going to say was, you know, going back to this, you know, and, and trying to compare the Formula One drive to survive to this. It's like, you know, you got to think that the United States traditionally, oh, you know, through its history, the United States has been pretty much an isolationist type country, right? Where you know, it's all about us and, you know, we didn't really worry about the rest of the world. But, you know, the la these last several years, we as a country have opened up to other things throughout the world you know soccer has become more popular all these other international sports have become more popular here so 
Uh, my point is, is that this documentary hopefully will open up NASCAR to the rest of the world. I'm hoping. And, and people, people in other countries will see just how, you know, just how great NASCAR really is. And maybe that'll spark some interest in trading cards. Maybe, you know, maybe it'll, it'll, I'm just hoping that it will help. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. That exposure and it looks like it's going to be very positive. So we'll we'll keep on that, keep an eye on that. And again, it's on USA and it's going to be starting September 1st. So, yep, ten episodes from what I what I read. And there, there's going to be all kinds of drivers. I was looking at the list. I'll just name a few of them off real quick. And you saw them on there. You got you got Chase, Kyle Larson, Kyle Busch, Logano, uh, Brad Kay, Blaney, Suarez, Ross Chastain. I saw Corey LaJoy in there. I thought some of his comments were really good. I'm going to be watching just to see what Corey LaJoy has to say because I like him. Yeah, he's a character. If you remember, I think it was last year he had the, the car with his face on the, on the hood. <laughs> that was pretty funny. So, but I think that's all I have for the segment. I don't know if you're ready to go to King's Court. Well, I do have a little bit of um, news I want to talk about real quick that's going on. The first thing is Ryan Blaney signed a long term contract. I don't know what long term means. I don't know if it's three years, five years, whatever, but he did sign a contract with Pinsky. So that's cool. I'm glad to see that. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched saw the race this weekend, but Kyle Bush has coined a new verb. He was chastained. <laughs> I, I did see some of that. Yeah. And there's now actually a definition for chastain. It's a verb. It says the act of getting run over, used up, doored, walled, or moved intentionally in a NASCAR event by a fellow competitor. <laughs> so, Maybe it'll be added to Webster's. And then one more thing about this upcoming race this Sunday. We are going to have seven drivers or, or drivers from seven different countries in this race. We're going to have Kimi Raikkonen, who is a former F1 champ. He's from Finland. There's another, of course, we have Daniel Suarez from Mexico. There's a driver, Loris Hesmans from the Netherlands. Mike Rockefeller from Germany, Danielle Kvot from Russia, and Kyle Tilley from the United Kingdom, plus all the drivers from the United States. So that's the most by far that we've ever had. That's, that's a huge international crowd for a NASCAR race. So I'm, I'm impressed with that. And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about just a few minutes ago with you know, the NASCAR uh, uh, special that they're going to have. Yeah, it's really exciting to have the, well, that many international drivers in a NASCAR race. So that's awesome. Hopefully they enjoy it and, you know, we'll see more drivers come to NASCAR. So I would love to see that. I really would. I think I think that would open up the appeal to the rest of the world, because to me, if there was a Formula One driver from the United States, like Colton Herta or somebody like that that was in Formula One, I would be even more interested in it, and I would be pulling for that driver every time. And I'm sure the people in other countries would think the same thing, that if they have a NASCAR driver from their country in a NASCAR race, that they, hey, they're, I'm going to watch it to see how he does, and, and we, I want him to win. Well, you're saying I was thinking of basketball with Yao Ming. When, yeah. Uh, he was in there, and, and um, you know, a lot of folks from China followed. I think 
Uh, I don't know if we talked about it last time, but Bubba Wall signed a long-term deal as well. Oh, yeah, he re-signed, yep. Now, go Bubba. Yep. Anything else? I don't think so. You got any, Jason? I think there's nope. enough. I, I guess cue the music. Cue the music. King's Court for this week. We'll start out with our Joker. And this was on the 17th of August. It's a 1970 Panini Mario Andretti PSA 8. And it went for a price of $1,800. Buy it now. So somebody went click and bought it for $1,800. So it's one of those things like what Jason says. Was it too low? Uh, did they leave some money on the table? What do you guys think? Stats are so important. I would love to have these on so many auctions or so many listings, not auctions, but I, I don't know. This one. is a tough one. I've never seen any of these. so Yeah, I've seen them, and some of them have back damage because they've been stuck to the books. Uh, this is an eight, and you know that yellow border I think shows. So it, you know, racing legend. I think somebody was just kind of stocking up and saving. Yeah, is, I think so too. Is it a I card or a sticker? Is it a card a or sticker. a sticker? This is exactly what. Okay, so this is what Logan was talking about. This is where it would be great to have some sort of reference guide for for some of these because in my mind, it seems like that's way too long ago for stickers to have been in existence, you know. So uh, to me, stickers started in the 80s, so this is pretty neat. So it says population of eight. Population high or zero. Yeah, because you, you know back then it was the same thing with tops. The the quality control, they, they weren't too worried about that. I mean, they were just selling the kids to to stick in a book. They weren't worried about them being coming out perfect. Very nice. Yep, so cool. All right, so let's move on to our Jack of the Week. This is on the 16th of August. Mick Schumacher, 2021 Tops Chrome F1 Gold Wave Refractor out of 50. And we keep seeing these Mick Schumacher cards come up, but they're they're very nice looking cards. And anyway, this was this is a PSA 10, and I'm surprised it actually went this low. In my opinion, it went for six hundred and ninety six dollars with twenty four bids. But it's a it's a pretty card. It's it's a PSA 10. Yeah, I like that that parallel. It's nice. Yeah, it's got the little rookie card logo on there and all that. So it's it's a it's a nice card. I I think it actually went probably too low for all things considered. But yeah, I'd that, agree with that. That's just my opinion on that. All right. So moving on to our queen of the week. This is on the 10th of August. Haley Deegan BGS 9.5 mint prism rookie card. It's blue out of 99. That that card, to me, it really pops with, with that blue border. But, you know, of course, they say it's a true rookie card. 
it went for only $260 with 23 bids. So, you know, considering what we've seen Haley prices go for, that's probably low too. Yeah, I think so. Number to 99, right? It's not, it's not one yeah. of the camos or one of these or uh, red, white, and blues or whatever. This is actual numbered at 99. It's uh, 2018. So, mm-hmm. do, you, do you think the fact that it's Beckett graded instead of PSA hurt it? Probably a little bit. Because they, they've taken a hit in, in recent years for sure. I mean, centering nine and a half, corners nine and a half, edges ten, and surface nine. It's pretty good. Pretty good grades right there. So yeah, I yeah, definitely think it's low. I definitely think it's low too. Maybe three three fifty range. You think that would cross over to a ten, or you think it would cross over to or in PSA or cross over to a nine? Just looking at it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It all depends. Maybe if you can take a cloth to the to the surface, if it has surface issues, that it was a nine to get it up to like a nine and a half or something. Mm-hmm. Hey Val, hover around the rookie card logo. Is that that's got to be the issue right there, isn't it? Those yeah. Look, yeah, you can see over there to the the left of it. There's a little dot, and then there's some two above. Two above it, yeah. Those things that, are tough. Now we, I think we've talked about it before, pointed out that there is a dot on. I guess it's on the regular one. I thought it was on to the okay. right or head or whatever, but I think or some kind of indentation, and I think they kind of all take that into consideration. So, yeah, because I've never seen one without that little indentation on it. Right. But it's nice. I think it pops with that blue and that black on her uniform and then that white in the center. So if that makes any sense. It makes a lot of sense. It just that's a that's a sweet looking card, without a doubt. Yeah. Out of ninety nine. Okay. So let's head on over to our King of the Week. This was on the fourteenth of August, twenty twenty Tops Chrome F one refractor of Max Verstappen. And this is the short print. The short print, yeah. With him with his helmet, yeah. This card went up for for bids. It wasn't no buy it now or best offer. It went for $3,330 with 29 bids. And that's a sharp looking card. It's very, uh, it shines. It's very pretty. It's so pretty. I can't remember what I had read in the, I think one of the forums, like, so these short prints, even though they're not numbered, there's like only 200 or 300 of them. Somebody had done the math on the cases and stuff. So. Wow. I had no idea they were that. That's, that is short print considering what they, I'm sure what they made. Wow. Yeah. That's a nice card. Very nice. What do you think, Jason? Uh, Nice, but. I'm not impressed. I guess I'm becoming numb to the, to the <laughs> rooms, so I'm just like, yeah, it's just another one. We'll see a couple more next week. Another high price guard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I'll change your tune on this next one then. Okay, hopefully. Our ace of the week, one to one. Yeah, what's better? 
This is on the 15th of August. It's Dale Earnhardt Jr. 2021 National Treasures Racing. And it's a booklet. It's got the Exalta patch on there. I thought that was pretty cool. It, it went for bidding as well. It went for $1,475 with 31 bids. That's pretty stout for a NASCAR NT booklet card. But it's yeah. it's a nice looking. I mean, it's it's all, it's all got all the blue, uh, with the blue Exalta. It's just it's the only part that pops. Yeah, blue and that white. Mm-hmm. And you, you see that it. the signature's got the JR Motorsports sticker on it. Yep. And that's yeah, it's blue Sharpie. I mean, it's just uh, like blue, blue, blue. Very nice. But it's a nice card. I, I like that card. So. One on one. One on one. All right. So to cap it all off, our Royal Flush of the Week on the 13th of August, 2021, Topps Dynasty Formula One, Charles Leclerc, dual patch auto out of five. It's number four of five. It's a PSA 10. And it went up for bids as well. It's coming out of China. And it went uh, for $7,000 with 64 bids. So there was a lot of action on that card. Yeah, it looks like the, it was a 10. Oh, no, you're right, Jim and 10. I thought the auto was graded too. But, yeah, it's it's nice signature. Yeah. Uh, it looks like it may, may be a little thin on some of the pieces of it. I bet they didn't get it done because it probably would have been like a 9 auto probably Maybe. i guess what i'm saying is it's not just you know some kind of small little initials or whatever it's actually a yeah a signature yeah it's not a scribble yeah <laughs> it's not, thank you it's not yeah. one of the i give up autographs like we see a lot from these athletes these days and the patches are nice right they're two color they're not just some you know black patch or white solid patch they're they're got some contrast to them so it's a nice card cool yeah it's a nice card so that is it for this week's king's court well thank you very much uh jason how are we are we ready to give away uh the card for the national by any chance Put me on the spot. I know. Um, I hate. I hate it. I think I have the image yeah. for it. If to, just to remind folks, uh, let's do next week because I I was not prepared. Okay. I remember you talking about it and I forgot. All right, but so next week we'll have award the prize from the national for the Dalen Hart Junior autograph with memorabilia. It's not like it's not like that that booklet, but it's kind of like with the authentic sticker on it as well so free is free yep again I'd like to thank our sponsor panini america and also thanks for everybody for watching the show please like subscribe to the podcast and or the youtube channel so we appreciate everybody listening from folks over in europe germany and of course in in the u.s states canada and then if you guys don't have anything else, nope. I can't tell Logan. He's muted, I think. Yeah, just... I was muted. <laughs> <laughs>
I was muted. My bad. I've got one, I've got one quick thing. Okay. I was just looking at the entry list for Watkins Glen this week. They they show Kurt Busch is being on the entry list, but I don't know. I haven't heard officially one way or another if Ty freaking Gibbs is going to be substituting if he's still if Kurt is still having issues or not. But I looked at Jayski and he is listed on the entry list. It's listed as Kurt Busch for the 45. So stay tuned for that. I don't know what's going to happen with that. I just wanted to throw that out there. And by the way, Ty, Ty freaking gets finished last in the race this week. He blew up. Well, I was going to say, you remember his first Xfinity win race was at Daytona road course. So, yeah. So this could be, Oh, this would shake. It really wouldn't shake up the points because yeah, he's, he's not eligible. He's not, he's not eligible. So it wouldn't do anything. Just scare a lot of folks. <laughs> have to go, <laughs> to the, go to the rule book and get the, Get a, uh, a a ruling on it. <laughs> yeah, oh God. But anyway. uh, that's all I have. Hashtag skid marks. All right, guys. Again, thanks uh, for listening, watching, and we will catch you next week.